I bought a bunch of, uh, oh, they're like dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets, but they're like, they don't really have a particular shape. They don't really look like dinosaurs. They look kind of like turds. <laughs> but they were like, it was like a two or three pound bag at grocery outlet for a buck 45. Oh my God. So I'm like, ah, oh, what the hell, you know. That's guaranteed to give you cancer. Oh, I just barfed up a bunch of them. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. May God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. And then do it. Well, yeah. No, I'm gonna. Th- I'm. I'm done throwing up. I just fucking have heartburn now. Uh, hi, welcome back. How the West is fucked. Oh, the West was fucked. Okay, that was merciful and brief. All right. Um, this week, like I said, I I researched not what Will had ready, so we're gonna. Do, do one about uh, Mormons again. Another fun foray into the the Mormon Old West connection that a lot Special of people forget underwear. about. Special underwear. Uh, like, badass militias. Uh, severe distrust of anybody who's not Mormon. And, and for good those, reason. And some, yeah, well, yeah, 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 not unfounded. Uh, <laughs> and just the, you know, little degree of, like, Old West ultraviolence. Because uh, we ha- we haven't really done some ultra ultra violence. Well, we've done like battles and stuff, but this is a little more on a personal oh, kind of no. kind of Tom Horny kind of level. Tom Horny. <laughs> Tom Horny for this fucking story. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tony, what do you know about Porter Rockwell? Uh, hold on, I'm gonna piece this together. You are talking about Mormons. Is this the fucking Mormon, uh, the fighting Mormon or whatever, the Mormon assassin guy that? Well, yeah. I mean, kind of. Is this the one the guy wanted us to do from Instagram? Yeah, this is oh, the one the okay. guy wanted us to do. Uh, was it uh, Rogue Odyssey, I think, is the guy's name on Instagram. Okay. But yes, this is a this is a fan request. Actually, probably the first fan request that we're actually doing, I think. And we're not even sure if he's a fan. He might fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> oh, he like, might. You guys but, are fucking okay. stupid. Do something fun. Or, okay, so it's a... Our first contact with the outside world. I don't know you, how you want me to bill it. You know? <laughs> that works. <laughs> I mean, it could be a fucking rogue AI on on Instagram, just oh, I'm pe- sure piecing it... words together and sending them. Wow, the Russians, that shit, Russians. That shit's gotten advanced. Rogue AI asking you about uh, you know <laughs> if you've heard the word of Jesus Christ in the Church of Latter Day Saints. It's trying. It's trying to fucking uh, suck us into some kind yeah, of convert cult. you. <laughs> All robots are Mormons. That's right. Well, but person. not all Mormons are robots. Oh. Oh, yeah. Speaking of robots, uh, you see uh, uh, Ted Cruz. They got, uh, well, everybody's getting hammer fucked in Texas right now because of the snow. 
So he decided to go on vacation? So he goes to fucking Cancun. Yep. But then he got yelled at, so it looks like he just flew to Cancun and then came back. Well, he fucking... No, no, he fucking threw his kids under the bus. He's like, well, I only went because my kids wanted to go to Cancun. (laughs) Because they didn't want to sit in the dark and freeze. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody in Texas right now would prefer to be in Cancun. Cancun. Absolutely. Like, would probably rather be anywhere else in the United States. Stack of lizards in a fucking skin suit, you piece of shit. Uh, well, and I like he was talking savage shit about, oh, look at you, socialist California, can't even run your own power supply. La, 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 la. Yep. And then he had to come out and say, oh, I have no uh, no excuse. Yeah, I have an excuse. Don't privatize your entire fucking electric system because mm-hmm. then they won't spend the money to actually winterize shit. Oh, fuck it, we're Texas, it never gets cold. Well, and then that one time it gets cold, you are severely, deeply, and lastingly fucked. All right, so anyway, Tony Porter Rockwell, yes, is the uh, the one that the guy asked about. And he's, like I said, he's a Mormon kind of gunslingist, shootist kind of folk. But I guess uh, that's Will's department, so we'll let him launch off with the Comic Sans. And yeah. I'll, I don't know where he's going to start, but... Uh, Will's body count might have been around 24 people. Uh, a lot of them in his capacity as deputy marshal, which he was for quite a, you know, most of the time when he was in Utah. Um, all the other times where he killed, him, killed people as a civilian, he turned himself in and was exonerated in self-defense on all of them. Wow. Um, nice. He was so good, they, they made him a fucking cop, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, cop... He was among a other bodyguard, things. actually. Yeah. Of Joseph well, Smith. Th- that and uh you said twenty-five people? Like there's twenty four. Well, there's some people claim it's like body count in the hundreds, but as we've established before, that's you know, usually way the fuck off. Like way uh, Well, the book I have is written by his like his great grandnephew or something. Okay. Who's probably still in the church, so it's probably a little little rosier depiction than than the <laughs> The enemies of Mormonism might, might, because uh, there's plenty of those around too. Well, yeah, they don't want it to make it look like an absolute blood, like, like probably didn't count like Indians or Mexicans or some kind of bullshit. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, yeah. And never count those. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Like I say, usually when you have a gunslinger type shit, the stats are inflated. But uh, this guy was at it for a very long time. And, uh, I don't yeah, think... the Mormons kept like meticulous records, except for certain things, <laughs> like yeah. mountain meadows. And that makes us look bad. They were tried to cover up. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, he was the ninth person baptized into the whole faith. There, wow. Uh, he was childhood friends of Joseph Smith, even though Joseph Smith was seven years older than he was. Uh, somewhere along the line, Joseph Smith blessed him and told him that he uh, would never be harmed if he didn't cut his hair or beard. Yeah, which is clearly a reference to the Samson story. So, you know, he's just kind of pulling shit from the... I want to talk to Samson! Climb into the moon, I Alice Cram. Because it's hard being black and gifted. Sometimes I just want to throw it all down and get left Fuck Samson! And it gets your eye, eye. Nice guy! Everybody knows in my neighborhood, it's the best sister ground. Sense of shit is blessed. Got the whole town on lockdown. Life is hard. I picked up that car with the smiley face. Call him over to my place. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Wild in the moon. <laughs> What's that from? From Half from Baked. Half Baked. Oh. Oh, yes. Cuban B. <laughs> where, where are you from? Jamaica, man. What part of Jamaica? <laughs> right, right near, near the, the beach. beach. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, Joseph Smith just grabbing up old Bible tales and saying, oh, if you just do this, that'll work, you know. You it, would also, it almost sounds like some shit he accidentally came up with on the spot. He's like, oh, you're blessed, man. You will you won't be harmed if you don't cut your hair and only eat mechanically separated chicken McNuggets. Well, you know, Joseph Smith, you know, also, you know, with the tablets and the glasses and the mm-hmm. crickets and, you know, there's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy shit happening with with a lot of Mormon uh, theologians in general, but definitely with uh, with With the OG motherfucker, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it is to be believed, Porter Rockwell might have been on some of those expeditions of uh, Joseph Smith uh, doing his... uh, Taking his metal detector out there in the woods trying to find... uh, His dowsing rods looking for gold plates and stuff. (laughs) Good shit. But uh, he wasn't a polygamist, even though he's married three times. He was a successful businessman and ratcher and died one of the wealthiest men in Utah. He operated saloons, hotels, livery services, and mail operations and was what? a respected marshal. At least one of which, I believe, is still open. Ooh. Uh, it's not, it's, it's, it's been renamed and stuff like that. It's called Porter's Place now. Uh, but I, I stumbled upon it. What is that? Is that in a like a, a SLC? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, it's a uh, son of a bitch. I, I got too busy looking at the menu where I didn't actually look up because <laughs> <laughs> the menu is fucking dope. Uh, Porter's place is located in Lehigh, Utah, uh-huh. and is the official landmark of famous Porter Rockwell. Okay. Well, that's where he lived for quite a while, so I'm yep. sure that was his. But I just wow. love the, I just love the modern. Uh, well, it was called something else, but like I said, they renamed it Porter's Place. But their fucking menu is fucking wild because it's like high noon sandwiches, <laughs> you know. Oh, like uh, where we go, Porter's favorite: a burger with ham and cheese for renegades and lovely ladies. Eight ninety five. <laughs> Renegades and wow. lovely ladies. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking he wasn't eating burgers with ham and cheese. I fucking I doubt it. Ga- I don't think burgers were actually invented until, what, early 1900s? I think. They probably weren't popular just because you're just happy to have either meat or bread. Well, they were a city They were city food. They were for, like, poor, like, construction workers and shit. If you're out in beef country, like, in the West... And you have access to just big bleeding chunks of steak. Why the fuck would you have a machine chew it up for you and form it into little turd-like patties? <laughs> and it's a recipe you know, for disaster, as you right. just saw. Yeah. Uh, but what's about, oh the Apostles' Choice? Oh no! Uh, 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 which is okay. It's very clearly just cordon bleu. More or less, it's chicken, Swiss, and ham. Uh, but you, for some reason, you can buy twelve of those for ninety nine dollars. Like individual sandwiches, eight ninety five. But then it's like twelve for ninety nine dollars. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm seeing on the menu Wait, that ha- has twelve that. for ninety nine dollars. Because it, yes. didn't they, G- they know they're? 
It's biblical. Didn't Jesus have 12 apostles? Oh, holy shit. I'm an idiot. Okay. (laughs) Or, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like if you go to Beth's uh, uh, up in Seattle, rest in peace, the, and uh, get the apo- egg, the apostle omelet. omelet. Yeah, twelve egg, oh, twelve egg apostle it? omelet. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that. No, I don't know. Well, my favorite I it was is like the polygamist plate or something. Well, they do it. No, but they have like the destroying angel. The what? They have the destroying a- destroying angel, which is actually <laughs> which is Porter, one of his nicknames. Yeah, Porter Rockwell's <laughs> nickname, which is dope. And it's also Fuck. the name of uh, also the name of a deadly mushroom, but uh, the destroying angel is a giant one pound burger for them that likes to eat, drink, and be merry. It includes a choice of potato and beans. It's nineteen ninety. Damn. So yeah, I think when, we're moving to Lehigh, Utah. Yeah, I was just Fuck saying, it, when, hey, in, when in Let's Lehigh, Utah. First of all, this is all pretty reasonably priced until you get to you know if they have a steakhouse too where there's like. You know, all the fancy shit. Shit, you can even get surf and turf. I don't but, want surf um, in Utah. <laughs> no? You're not into crab legs in Utah? Crab legs in Utah sounds like a fucking love song, like a ballad. <laughs> crab legs in Utah. <laughs> it's like Amarillo by morning. Yeah, totally. <laughs> crab legs in Utah. That's what's under her dress. <laughs> Whenever I hear crab legs, I just picture, like, you know, some... Like person just walking on two spindly snow crab legs, like under <laughs> yeah. their jeans. Oh, those Japanese snow crabs that are fucking six feet tall. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Will, mm-hmm. let's move. <laughs> <laughs> so when Porter was six, his family moved from Massachusetts to upstate New York in 1816, and they happened to move next door to the Smith family. Hey. Joseph Smith was 13, so they were kind of like brothers. Uh, Porter idolized Joseph. Uh, they both had limps. Did, wait, didn't you say Porter was like seven years older than Smith? No, Smith. Other way around. Other way around. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they both had limps, so Joseph uh, stopped Porter from being picked on. Uh, and later on, Rockwell would become Joseph Smith's bodyguard, so it kind of came around full circle there. Uh, nice. Joseph Smith had his first vision in 1820, and Porter was a believer right off the bat because you're a dumb kid i guess was well, being indoctrinated <laughs> since he was fucking seven so yeah i like I, I like yeah we could go into a big theological discussion and like but yeah i was like no nah, you became a believer because you're a dumb kid we'll just stick with that yeah <laughs> i'm i'm comfortable with that assessment we can say that about every religion that's though, so. pres- pretty much precisely yep uh porter even went on the treasure hunts with joseph when he found the gold plates uh, 1830, Joseph Smith gets the vision to move to Ohio. Uh, Porter's father chose not to join them until two years later. Then they go to Missouri. Um, uh, we've, done a, were, we've done a little you know, touching on what, what went down in Missouri. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Rockwells were some of the first to move to Missouri. Uh, there he met Luanna Beebe and married her. That was the first Mormon marriage in Jackson County there. Ooh. Um, being an enterprising young fellow, Porter built a ferry across the river of the, the Missouri there, and it was an immediate success. It's like, wow, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, no think shit. Because across the river and charge people. Because it's dangerous as shit? <laughs> July 20th, 1833, an angry mob had disguised themselves as Indians and forced Porter to take him across to the Mormon side of the river. 
Porter wasn't armed, so he was forced to comply. Uh, again, they were attacked in November. Uh, parents, uh, Porter's parents' home was attacked. Uh, their mother sent uh, Porter's dad, Orrin, and the sons to the woods to hide, knowing that they would be beaten if they would be found. Uh, was the angry mob mo- angry because they were Mormons? Yes, uh, that's... Yeah, lots of stuff going on in Missouri back in that gotcha. time. Okay, that's... People Missouri? don't like the Mormons for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, people didn't like the Mormons, and Missourians just didn't like anybody that <laughs> wasn't from Missouri and pro-slavery and... Well, people mm-hmm. didn't like the Christians, Christians. Like, when the Christians first started their cult, and you know the Jews have been picked on for their entire fucking existence. Yep. Along with so, you know every cult out there gets picked on. Yeah, someone did something to deserve something at one point in time, and then it gets yep. way out of hand. Sure. And, yeah. then, and then there's persecution. Yeah, this Hatfield and, McCoy shit at that point. Why aren't you like us? I'm gonna beat yeah. the shit out of you until you're like us. What the hell is that magic underwear <laughs> shit? I'm gonna burn down your fucking house. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, one of these times we got to talk about um, mobs and like, has there ever been like a, a not angry mob, like a happy mob? No, I think by definition doesn't. Come out, you coward! It's time to eat birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that the, these guys are having the upstanding tradition of uh, let's dress like Native Americans, so that's oh, our yeah. disguise when we go. Dude, shitty shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, the costumes were super accurate and shit, but, like, Whitey just couldn't tell. It's like, oh, just yeah. guy, guys in buckskin with paint must be Indians. No, that's, have, uh... Like, beards and shit. Again, my, my only lifeline to the Old West uh, growing up was uh, that movie... Well, two. It was Back to Future 3 and then fucking Maverick. But that that's a trope in Maverick, too. Like, they, you know, the Indians come and like fuck with these settlers and Maverick has to go get them and it turns out it's a bunch of drunk assholes in war paint. Like right. Just white, white dudes in war paint. Well, it happens is disturbing amount, especially like, maybe that's where the Mormons learned it because if you remember the Mountain Meadows Massacre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, you know, mm-hmm. they dressed up like Utes. Not Utes like my cousin Vinny Utes, but you know, the Ute, Ute Indians. So maybe they learned it from these Missouri ruffians. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the border ruffians. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a little prior to border ruffianing, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Because that was like the, what, late 50s, early yep. 60s? But this is about the same time as the Missouri Compromise, though, so... Oh, goody. Kind of set in motion all this bullshit. Right. It just all had that to become bullshit. full-on bleeding kansas John Brownie, fucking ruffianini. Who's having the stroke now? Yeah. So Porter's house gets destroyed. Uh, so from them, then on, he takes a shooting practice in the woods and uh, kind of decides to defend his family and, and stuff like that. I just like to picture him only going about 50 yards into the woods and just <laughs> all day long, like, bah! Bah! everybody's just getting pissed, trying to like do their work around town, but there's just <laughs> constant gunfire. Shut from- the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Blasting road like signs, practicing drums or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Porter pledged not to leave Jackson County, but eventually he had to. Uh, some of the uh, the saints were kidnapped and tarred and feathered, like Bishop Edward Partridge. Some were just flat out murdered, and some women raped. Oh. Uh, Porter's brother-in-law George Beebe was beaten senseless. And it's always interesting when some righteous mob or whatever is going to show 
The other side, how bad they are by murdering and raping them. Yeah. You know, oh, we can't have you around here. You're no. awful. Yeah, yeah. Now let me do a bunch of murdering and raping. What yeah, the fuck? E- echoes of January 6th. Well, Blue Lives yeah. Matter. Kill that cop. Kill that cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, the Mormons signed a pledge to leave January 1st, 1834. Uh, they asked the government to, to help them out because all their money and property were being taken or being left behind. Uh, he refused. He basically said, take it up with the courts. So they did only leave with the belongings on the back. Uh, they did get uh, another town going again in Clay County, but were driven out again within three years. This time a little more peaceably, though. So they driven, out, fr- driven out peacefully? How do you get driven <laughs> out peacefully? A little more peaceably. Oh. Just half as many murderer and raping. Oh, okay. Because there's half as many people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so they do find a, uh, a friendly uh, state legislator slash lawyer, Alexander Donovan. Uh, he tried to help them get their own county, but um, uh, it was sparsely populated, but the few residents that were there objected too, so they're up again and moving. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great-great-great-great-great-granduncle Poncho. And we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, sofer crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of cyanosoil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on This Old Horse with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger. Then they moved to Far West in 1838. Uh, There, Porter joins a group of defenders of the church called the Sons of Dan. Danites. (laughs) Yep. Oh, the Danites. Okay. So we are the no, sons of cool. Dan. Yeah. No, it's quite literally. <laughs> it's just fun sounding. I'm Dan. These are my sons. Well, yeah. Mormon. I'm going to look up Mormon Dan. That's probably going to not come out well, but. <laughs> Ooh. It's my porno name. Yep. <laughs> There's no evidence that Danites existed after 1838. Oh, so they're not still out there Danniting? Nope. He joins them briefly, but kind of regrets it for the rest of his life because he gets lumped in with all these not-so-great Mormons. Oh, it's like uh, it's like auditioning for the Blue Man Group, and then you get a fucking job as a Blue Man in the Blue Man Group, and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, what the fuck did I do? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, well. So it was Dr. Samson Avard headed this mm-hmm. organization, made it secret, uh, to defend the church against its own ranks, too. So during this time, there's a lot of infighting between the Mormons, too. Oh, so he started internal affairs. You can Mm -hmm. always tell there's a good society when you hear words like secret police. That's always when you know (laughs) democracy is fucking flourishing. Absolutely. You know. Uh, By the end of the meeting, it was kind of divulged that Evard's real reason was to plunder the riches of people who've been excommunicated. Shocking. Oh, so they got... 
It's like asset for civil asset forfeiture. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and uh, Avard had the power to decide who was the enemy. So the meeting kind of broke up, and most weren't down with it. But uh, uh, from now on, Porter kind of gets lumped in with with the Danites. Oh yeah, he didn't do much with them. Yeah, you fuck a pigeon one time, and you're known as pigeon fucker for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> so word gets back to Joseph Smith, and eventually Vard gets kicked out. But the Danites continue. Uh, many accuse Joseph Smith of starting the Danites using Vard as a cover. Uh, because Porter was there, and Porter was Joseph Smith's best bud. Sure, the 40 chess uh, conspiracy theory. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, then the later, the Danites kind of joined with the larger militia in the Missouri War. So now it's kind of the Missouri War, uh, which means the Mormons are actually fighting back. They f- petitioned then-Governor Lilburn Boggs to help him out. I'm going to be the one to shatter Boss Hogg's drinking record. D, Boss Hogg was a big, fat redneck from the Dukes of Hazard. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. Yeah, it's Wade Boggs' drinking record, okay? The man's a legend. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> That's why we're doing this, to honor his memory, okay? May rest in peace. First off, Wade Boggs is very much alive. But uh, Boggs was vehemently anti-Mormon, uh, mostly in, in part because Mormons bought the same land that he wanted. Uh, Boggs also supported slavery, which meant he was a good guy. Which the Mormons hated too. Right. So he calls out the state militia against the Mormons. Uh, culminating in the Battle of Crooked River where four people were killed. Uh, after this, Boggs issues an extermination order. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of... Not very I, nice. I think we touched on that uh, on a previous episode. I just came across something weird, kind of backtracking to the Danites. Do you know they also had like... Uh, what they call uh, whistling and whittling brigades. Did you see that at all? No, that sounds frightening. Um, what? From his ne- whistling and whittling brigades. So as near as I could tell what it was, is they'd have like little boys out there just like sitting on the stoop, like whittling. And if like bad people were coming, they'd like start like whistling. And then the other kids would hear whistling. And so then they're all fucking whistling. And then it alerts the Mormons that like, Fucking people are coming to fuck their shit up. Oh, it's like wow. dogs in a trailer park? Yeah. Where like one starts barking at the entrance, and then all the fucking dogs in the whole goddamn neighborhood are barking? <laughs> well, and when I first started reading it, like, uh, I thought it was this article I'm reading, uh, it was kind of like leaning towards, and I thought it was going to maybe be like the group of kids sitting there whistling, but when bad guys come around, they just all attack them with their jackknives and just go spider monkey on them. Yeah, they're all like, armed, right? <laughs> yeah. But apparently that's not the whole thing. That's really interesting. I just picture them all looking like the kid from Deliverance anyways. Totally. Yeah. And the whistle is... <laughs> it's just cat call. pretty mouth. Cat call. <laughs> You hear that, like, that cat call whistle, and then, like, fucking ten more of them, like, back into the bushes. <laughs> All the kids. <laughs> I will. Hobo, hobo. Well, either which way, I'm going to learn more about these later, but it's just something that popped up when I Googled, like, 
Danites, so I got about three seconds to research it. But, <laughs> you know, it's kind of eye-catching. Oh, whistling and whittling brigades, like, you know, like the knitting and milking battalion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Porter fights in that battle. Uh, one story saying that he had numerous bullet holes in his coat, but he was un- unharmed. So he wore a big coat and was a skinny bitch. Mm-hmm. No, he cut the holes himself. He's just a fucking hipster. Charlatan. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. Yeah. Stonewashed, man. It's distressed. <laughs> and my pants, well, those are acid washed. Well, I think, uh, was <laughs> shit, Will, was that you that we did that with, like, uh, we made t-shirts? Oh, yeah. Shooting then, with and, shotguns. Yeah, I did distress <laughs> them by put, putting up a tree and, like, shooting it with a 12-gauge and then uh, lighting up black cats in it. But then you put it <laughs> in and... And it's all scratchy because you know all the poly or the poly cotton has melted, you know. So it's, yeah, yeah, they were un- uncomfortable as shit. Sell sell them in fucking New York City, man. Like hand yeah. aged, small batch. Now, now I know what I'll do for extra dough during this year pandemic. I'll just <laughs> I just inherited like fucking about a hundred rounds of uh, Upland Game shot. So let's go buy a pack of Hanes T-shirts and oh. like. Standing in Ballard, just blowing holes in t-shirts. Yeah, just go out. <laughs> ah, go, it's okay, I'll just, go to, I'll just go down to Anita's Marina. There's all kinds of, I mean, it's fucking Barter Town anyway. I don't think anybody would bat an eye if I'm just like, you know, stacking t-shirts in a uh, steel shipping container and you're just like unloading on it. I don't think that's any different than a regular Tuesday. Oh, man. Anita's yeah. Marina sounds like a, a fucking flea market that is, like, yeah. uh, mo- modeled after the Atoll in fucking uh, uh, Waterworld. Right. Well, you heard I would shop there for night. sure. Oh, yeah. Well, she well, choked that you, motherfucker out? Yeah, with her thighs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, got him in, like, the fucking Boston Crab or whatever the fuck she did. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think... I mean, I could go down there and... Nobody would a give a shit, yeah. Just, Un- unload on a pack of extra large chains, black t-shirts, and then I suppose you'd actually want to silkscreen them first and then shoot them for more consistent results. <laughs> so the Mormons were forced to surrender their weapons to the militia. Uh, Donovan, their former lawyer, accepted their surrender. It is a good thing that he did and not somebody else because he defied the execution order of Governor Boggs. But uh, this is another time the Mormons are forced to flee. There they find Swampland on the Illinois side of the Mississippi. Yeah, they rename it land. Nauvoo. Yep, Nauvoo. Swampland sounds like a like a Florida like theme park or something. No, it's the official state nickname of Florida. <laughs> welcome like, to Swampland. Like North North, North Dakota, welcome to Hot. Your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fucking. Uh, Nauvoo means a uh, beautiful place in Hebrew. Okay. Uh, Smith is, was then arrested and taken to Liberty Jail. What? Uh, a jail in Liberty, Missouri. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a corporate-owned like chain of jails. Yep. Welcome uh, to Red Robin Jail. I think later he's imprisoned in Independence, Missouri, which is funny, too. So. Oh, that's funny. I like that. Uh, Porter carries messages between uh, Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Uh, Porter would also bring the prisoners food and drink. Uh, Joseph Smith asked Porter to help him escape. Porter brought him a couple of augers to drill through the four-foot thick walls, but the augers broke before they could escape. So this time they didn't get to escape. Wait, he, he brought an auger into the jail? Yeah. Four of them. 
You just baked well, them into a, a cake or some shit? There was, like, another account where he was bringing shovels in there, too, and then he, like, dropped one in front of the guards and just kind of, like, took off. It was like, ooh! Did he have a giant coat like he was sneaking fucking snacks into a movie theater or some shit? Well, yeah, that's the coat that has all the bullet holes in it from... <laughs> Maybe, uh, like, well, I have it as Porter was, because uh, they broke the handles on the augers. And he uh, was uh, caught bringing that in, so maybe that was it too. Yeah. But, okay. Oh, it just sounds like Porter uh, spends a lot of time in jail himself too. They're like they're writing letters back and forth while he's in jail. Can you believe it? This fucking jail, all they have is a shotgun and a fucking gas burning lantern. That is it. No, no shovels, no augers, yeah. nothing. God damn it! What kind of third world shit? <laughs> like, where are you again? I'm, I'll fucking be right there, man. Holy shit, uh, I'm finding more about them whistling whittling brigades. It sounds like the kids would also, if if Missouri ruffians or whatever would come into town, they'd all, like, congregate on you, like, around you, and they had, apparently, sticks and long-bladed jackknives, and, you know, would more or less, like, escort your fucking ass out of town. That is fucking frightening. <laughs> that, that is some children of the corn like like crossed with fucking uh uh road warrior shit just like a gang oh, of fucking children it's like a okay uh uh this is from oh it's from BYU so that would make sense it's from Brig- the other oh thing. Brigham Young yeah Brigham Young University yeah uh god damn it <clears throat> oh here we go Paul Brigham Young Bailey- is also a command too so yeah oh, gross <laughs> Paul D. Bailey gives a more detailed account. The city of Joseph's elders ingeniously met the increasing flood of Gentile undesirables by organizing the boy population into a whistling and whittling brigade. The boy population? That is not some shit I ever want to hear again. (laughs) No. Suspicious strangers immediately would be surrounded by groups of boys armed with long-bladed jackknives and sticks. Whichever way the suspect moved, the boys followed, like fucking velociraptors, (laughs) whistling and whittling as they went. So they're all Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, oh, fuck Yeah not oh, a question, fuck, that's not, awful not, not a question when they ask Not a question when they answer They were too small to strike individually Too many to battle collectively So When they descended on a hapless stranger They hugged his presence like vermin Until in exasperation <laughs> He was glad to take hasty leave Of the abode of the saints <laughs> I think that is scarier than the Danites. I think the Danites is Absolutely. just a bunch of armed adults. Like you said, that's some children of the fucking corn. Like, like road warrior shit. Sh- yeah. Holy shit. Boy, I'm glad I tripped upon that weird little term. But just anyway. fucking 40 of the naked little kid from like uh, El Topo. <laughs> like oh, whittling, a, whittling a fucking pencil or some shit. Like and whistling. Just whistling. <laughs> oh my God. That's like. Not that's, Whist- whittling and not breaking eye contact with you, yeah. like, like the sticks almost gone, so like pieces of skin are coming off. Oh like- goddamn it! <laughs> that is psychological warfare as fuck. Oh yeah, fuck. We need to reinstitute that. Start, <laughs> mm-hmm. start That's training what- your daughter. Well, instead of lobbyists, you need like a group of like ten fucking you know eight year olds or whatever whittling right. a fucking wooden dildo or something. Just, Just like standing whist- around. Just standing around Lindsey Graham's desk. Like. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not answering or asking questions. Yeah. What do you want? 
Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, Fuck. anyway, sorry. I just, I had to interject that because it's amazing. Uh, anyway, the Mormons are kind of becoming embarrassing for Boggs because he's getting bad national press against him. Because he uh, put hunting season on U.S. citizens? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Wonder why bad press. Hmm. Uh, but it's possible that he lets them escape on purpose just to be rid of them. But either way, Joseph and the prisoners was transferred April 15th, 1839. They were put on a wagon. The exact details are kind of murky. Uh, the sheriff and deputies got drunk, allowing the prisoners to escape on two horses that they purchased from somebody. Uh, it's also uh, thought that Joseph might have bribed the judge to let them escape, too. So, nice. you, you, anyway, Joseph's on the move. Porter's father, Oren, dies. Uh, they kind of blame the physical difficulties of fleeing for the last 10 years and living in a swamp had something to do with it. Shocking. Uh, October 29th, 1839, Joseph Smith, Porter, and others go to D.C. to petition the president and Congress for getting paid back for their losses in Missouri. Uh, along the way, a guy named Sidney Ridgden uh, fell ill, and Porter stayed with him to help. By the time Porter and Sidney got to D.C., Joseph had made some important contacts in D.C., but all to no avail, and basically all they said, uh, we could do nothing for you, bro, and back they went. Porter got back to Nauvoo, his wife expecting their fourth child. She told Porter that she wanted to go back to her uncle's in Missouri, where everybody there was a wanted man. Oh, great. And wanted to have it there. Um, she insisted, and Porter complied. So February 1842, they leave. Porter adopted the alias James B. Brown. They call him the godfather of soul, Mr. Dynamite, and the hardest working man in showbiz. But very soon, he may be known as the defendant. Adrian Brown and South Carolina police say that in the argument, it resulted, as a matter of fact, in Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for, from Atlanta to discuss the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> nothing wrong. James Brown? <laughs> Yep. James Brown, the hardest awesome. working man in Mormonism. Yep. <laughs> uh, but eventually his wife would divorce him, uh, claiming this journey was an excuse to go kill who? Governor oh, Boggs. Uh, Governor Boggs, yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Every time you say Governor Boggs, I think of Wayne Boggs, the fucking... Wayne was that Boggs. the baseball baseball player that like drank 100 beers in an airplane flight or some shit? Yeah, Wayne Boggs. Yep. A fucking yep. legend. I don't even like baseball. I just like drinking. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can so be a fan Wade of Boggs. both. Or so does Wade Boggs. <laughs> yeah. Probably likes beer more still. Oh, yeah. Uh, on May 6, 1842, on a rainy night, after dinner, Boggs is reading a paper. Then there was a gunshot. Uh, the gun was overloaded with powder uh, and went flying. Uh, Boggs <laughs> was hit four times, two in his neck and two in the back. I don't know how you do this, but it's because he had a pepper box pistol. You want to explain oh, what that pe- was? Pepper box pistol, um, kind of picture uh, revolver. Only all the cylinders are the barrels, so it has like 
Oh, like four, six. four barrels or six barrels? Oh, more like six or seven or, yeah, like they can have a, quite a few barrels. And I'm not sure. I think some of them can be made to like fire like all at once, but I thought they operated mostly like a revolver, like, you know, one at a time. Sounds like if, if he if he overloaded it, it might have caused a chain reaction and just fired all right. of them off at once. That's very likely because we're talking about black powder here. Mm-hmm. So sympathetic detonation is a possibility. And either which way, the guy who pulled the trigger is pretty probably lucky that they don't have a fist that looks like, you know, an oven made out of fucking ground beef. Because, yeah, that probably should have exploded that fucking pistol, but... Oh man, I have a I've got a, a Fire Marshal Bill poster where he's like pulling a tooth out of his head and uh his sleeve just has like raw like ground beef hanging out of the sleeve. Like he cut his hand off and, and he's like you know, he's on fire of course. Uh-huh. He's, and he's yanking a tooth out of his head and it just says like <laughs> Don't worry, folks. I'm a fire marshal. I'm looking at a bunch of pictures. It seems like most of the pepper boxes I'm seeing are indeed six shot. Oh, here's a four here's a four. Good barrel God. Line. What the fuck? All right, hold on. I, I just I just looked up. I mean, I'm putting this on Instagram because it's got like twenty barrels. I, yeah, the the brass I'm, one. That yeah, one. I'm looking. I'm I'm looking to see whether or not that's real or not because that looks like bullshit. That's to fucking me. insane. Well, either I way, mean, I'm I'm gonna put. I'm still gonna put it on Instagram even if it's bullshit. But oh no, it's uh, I okay. The image above is a 24 barrel pepper box revolver <laughs> using percussion cap <laughs> technology. It's made in the 1850s by a Jesus Belgian gunmaker. Christ. You got to load each barrel individually, and then you got to put a cap on each. How the fuck take would they have? No shit. Oh, it says uh, it would take 40 to 60 minutes to load, but only a short time fire. Wow, I've never heard of a pepper box before. Like just holding fireworks in your hand and hoping for the best. Pretty much, yeah. You strap like like 12 Roman candles to a handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, Boggs is severely wounded, but he would recover. So the sheriff finds the pistol, which they trace back to a merchant store in town, uh, who thought it was, at first, he thought slaves stole it, which is just his normal first reaction. Yeah, slaves stole it. (laughs) Oh, that? Air Um, air quotes. Indians stole No, 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 slaves stole it. (laughs) That's what it was. Then he changed his story to a hired man who looked at it that day, but didn't buy it. And that man turned out to be James B. Brown or Porter Rockwell. Dun, oh, dun, no. Dun. Get on up. But also a man matching Rockwell's description was seen on a riverboat near St. Louis the day after, which gives him an alibi. But, of course, I think everybody looks the same back then anyway. Well, <laughs> he, he had, had long the, hair and a beard. He, he had the super long hair. Not everybody had that. Uh, also, Porter was back in Nauvoo two weeks later, which was not quite enough time to make the journey. Uh, Boggs had plenty of other enemies too. One of them being the merchant <laughs> who said <laughs> that Porter did it. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, Porter said he wouldn't be dumb enough to overload the pistol. Uh, right. Why the merchant wasn't investigated is not known, but a warrant was issued for Porter's arrest. Uh, oh, yeah. And then he gets imprisoned in Independence, Missouri. Mm hmm. But eventually the case was thrown out due to lack of evidence. Uh, Boggs maintained that all through his life that it was Porter who shot him. Porter dismisses the charges by saying, uh, well, he's alive, isn't he? That means I didn't do it. <laughs> I was just going to say, that was, I like Porter's defense. is like pretty much like, look, if I wanted that fucker dead, 
he'd be dead. Yeah. And yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty baller. So back in Nauvoo, other people were blaming Rockwell as well. A guy named John C. Bennett accused him. He had been excommunicated from the church for uh, spiritual wifery. <laughs> for what? That's what that is. Spiritual for... wifery? Adultery, probably? Yep. Okay. Uh, he accused Smith of ordering the hit. And... I thought it'd be like marrying a ghost or something. <laughs> That'd be cooler. <laughs> I like uh, Ghostbusters getting the ghost BJ. Oh, yeah, when Ray gets mm-hmm. his dick sucked by that fucking ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel good. So authorities from Missouri show up to with uh, uh, with warrants. Joseph Smith goes into hiding. Uh, Porter goes back east in Pennsylvania to hide for almost a year. Um, but he goes back and was recognized by a steamboat, on a steamboat by a fellow Mormon who turned him in for the reward money. I was going to say, recognized by a steamboat would have been a little more difficult. <laughs> Shit, the jig is up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it got turned in for $3,000, which is more than a year's wages. Fuck yeah, me, $3,800? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Got some bucks. Yep. Uh, Porter was arrested again and taken back to ass. Independence. Uh, on the way, the sheriff got drunk and crashed the horse cart. <laughs> I think it, I think these motherfuckers are getting drugged. That's what happened before, right? The motherfucker got drunk and they just like escaped on some horses. No, it's just everybody in the 1800s is drunk. We've established this. Sure, sure, sure. Like many times. That's why the Mormons are mostly successful because they don't spend all the oh, time. Oh, cuz they're all sober. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and horses magically appear like they're like, you know, NPCs in a video game just like right. fucking, they just load all of a sudden next to you and you're like, "All right." Fucking Comanche, come on style. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Porter fixes the wagon and then drives him the rest of the way. So he was a good Christian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was also being uh, used as bait to get Joseph Smith out of hiding, too. So he would stay in Independence for nine months. He was kept in a dungeon. Oh, oh my dungeon. God. But he would take a trip up to the upper cell for dinner. So, finally decides to break out because he's getting skinny and almost dying. Oh, yeah. Uh, That'll influence your decision. Yeah, it's one of my favorite porno magazines is Mormon Bait Dungeon Edition. (laughs) Oh, I thought thought you were going to say my favorite porno magazine is skinny and dying. I'm like, oh, no. no. (laughs) Kate Moss, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was in Mormon Bait Dungeon Edition. Yeah, she was in that. Yeah. Uh, so they would leave the door open on the upper cell. Uh, so one time he removes the stovepipe and was skinny enough to fit through. <laughs> oh, no. But what? he gets back up to the upper cell, but the door is actually locked. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he sneaks back down into the dungeon. You ain't no Andy Dufresne. Nope. He tries the second night, gets out of there, but there's another door, and that was locked again. Uh, he tried to jimmy the lock with a pail handle, but fell asleep while working on it, <laughs> and was discovered the next morning asleep. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, my my fucking jail escape was so boring, I passed out. Uh, my th- is, you know, he I was discovered- uh, s- uh, sleepwalking. I was sleep. I no, have a sleepwalking so- problem. I had a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was coming to sleep with you. Can I sleep with you, <laughs> sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> So this time, the jailer's handcuff his right leg to his left hand and his right hand to his left leg. So basically, he's kind of playing twister up and couldn't, yeah. couldn't sit up straight. 
Um, he was growing frail, and there'd be a good chance that he would die in prison. Uh, finally, he gets a jailmate who had a file tucked into one of his boots, of course. Uh, Porter used it to get out of his shackles. Um, when the jailer came in to feed him, Porter rushed him. Then the jailmate takes off. Porter grabs the keys and locks the jailer in. Uh, on the way out, he runs into the jailer's wife uh, and helped her up, saying that, uh, I didn't hurt your husband. Uh, there's one more obstacle, a tall fence, which Porter scaled, but the jailmate couldn't. So he jumped on the other side of the fence to give him a boost. That's when he feels the barrel of a gun in his back. Oh, oh. <laughs> the sheriff heard the ruckus and showed up. So back in jail they went. Uh, Fuck, the way, man! He should he should have fucking he should have fucking Yoshi that asshole like uh like in Super Mario Land, like Super Nintendo. Him? No, no, where you like you use Yoshi to fucking jump extra far, but you got to dump oh. Yoshi in a fucking hole. To do oh, it. I, th- I thought you meant like use his prehensile sticky tongue oh, to put right on him and punch piss- him in the fucking head till he sticks pistol. his tongue out. Yeah, yeah. No, you just like fuck him, leave him there, like drop him in the hole, get out. Red shirts. Mm-hmm. So the sheriff's taking him back. He was intercepted by a group of local barflies who wanted him lynched. So the sheriff just <laughs> hey, goes, you wanna okay. fuck? Hey, you wanna fuck? <laughs> hey, you wanna fuck? <laughs> I I think this is just. Dude, bar flies. Yeah. Hey, you want to fuck? Hey, you want to fuck? <laughs> hey, you want to fuck? <laughs> he goes, do whatever you want to him. So drunk man tried to put a noose around his neck, but Porter in handcuffs beat him with the uh, rope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. shit. <laughs> well, I imagine, you know, like you make a noose, you got like, what is it, 13 wraps of rope around another piece of rope? That ain't going to feel good across that's a pretty fucking effective, head, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty effective ass beating tool. Yeah. Yeah. So the mob falls back, so the two prisoners go back in the cell and lock themselves in for protection. God damn! <laughs> Fuck! Uh, also, across the street lived a Protestant minister. Uh, Porter befriends the minister's daughter. She would bring him food, and one day he asked for a fishing pole and a line and hook so he could fish from the window into a small stream that was just below. I know where this is going. I've seen <laughs> cartoons. Uh, Porter had a pole out the window one day when a group walked by. They called up to, uh, hey, Rockwell, what are you doing up there? And Porter responded, fishing for pukes. What? Fishing for pukes. what? Pukes. Pukes. Like uh, barfs? Pukes. Yep. Pukes were a term used by Illinois citizens for Missourians. Oh, wow. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that was quite the 1800s diss right there for, yeah, uh, no for shit. a Mormon. So the Missourians kind of got sick of waiting for Joseph Smith to show up. So Sheriff Reynolds walked into Porter's cell one day and offered him any amount of money to bring in Joseph Smith. Uh, He actually gives him a pouch of $2,000 as a down payment. Uh, Porter refused to betray his friend. Uh, Later that night, Porter overheard a conversation between the jailer and a a stranger. Uh, The plot was to kidnap Joseph Smith and bring him back to Missouri and have him arrested for treason for attempted uh, killing of Governor Boggs. So the next day, uh, Porter's mother comes to visit all the way from Nauvoo. Uh, She was asked to bring word of this plot back to Joseph Smith. Uh, Joseph Smith immediately called a conference of the church. Uh, He named the name of the conspirator in the plot, and it was Sidney Ridgeton, the guy that they helped uh, 
Helped out who was wounded. Or was he wounded or sick guy? Uh, I think sick. Yeah, Yeah, sick, I was going to say. But uh, even the committee sided with Ridgedon, but the plot was kind of uncovered, so at least it didn't happen if it was true. Right. (laughs) Uh, Porter's mother asked Joseph Smith for money for Porter's defense. Joseph Smith confessed that he didn't have any money, which is kind of weird at the time. If you're leader of the church, you kind of <laughs> Yeah, you're the it's fucking like, Scrooge McDuck. No shit, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, a grand jury was being convened in Independence. They refused to bring any charges against Porter because they didn't have any evidence. But they still kept Porter in jail anyway, uh, presumably, again, to lure Joseph Smith to Missouri. But back in Nauvoo, Joseph Smith passed the hat around to uh, they're working at a construction site of a new temple so he gets okay. a bunch of money from the from the people um, later on in town there was some kind of carnival going on so Joseph Smith challenged the biggest man in the crowd to a wrestling match Green of the World Wrestling Federation but there is no doubt about it yeah you mean Gene Oakland you know that I'm the cream of the uh, Okay. People bet on it, and Joseph suddenly beat the man, even throwing him into a ditch to get and got more money that way. So <laughs> between that, Joseph had two hundred dollars to give to Porter's mother. Got a bonus <laughs> for throwing him in a ditch. Nice. You were extra cruel. Excellent, man. Here's like four hundred <laughs> extra dollars. Thank you, Prophet. <laughs> I know. I was busy when he was going back to when he said fishing for pukes. I was trying to find that quote, and don't Google fishing for pukes, because no. <laughs> it's like, I just watched a guy, like, turn over a rock, and a rotting catfish float to the surface, and he just starts barfing and gagging, running around. <laughs> so that's, you get that, not anything good. Uh, my old anyway. roommate, Zach, uh, couldn't stand the sound of puking. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would make him barf. So like when we get real drunk, we we would everybody in the house. There's like seven people. We would all just start making uh, uh, noises, and then he would like fucking eventually puke on a phone book or like a newspaper or something. Nice. Well, yep. Come on down to Custer's Last Hot Dog Stand, Miles City's number one place to eat. We have Polish dogs, Chicago dogs, chili dogs, and our world-famous Custer dogs. You know when Colonel Custer was killed, his genitals were cut off and put in his mouth? Kind of fucked, right? Well, let us pay tribute to that by giving you a phallic meat to put in your mouth. That's Custer's last hot dog stand. You'll relish the experience. Caution, hot dogs may contain trace amounts of penis. Back in Missouri, the court decides to charge him with the attempted jailbreak, uh, but his mother showed up with $200 to hire a good lawyer, which again was Alexander Donovan. He got the sentence reduced to a term of five minutes. What? That's effective. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Porter, though, uh, heard rumors that he was going to be killed uh, on the way back. So he walks most of the way back in the woods from Missouri to Illinois, and he sends his mother back on a coach. Um, but he does get back. Uh, Joseph Smith blessed him when he got back, saying if he never shaved or cut his hair, he'd never be harmed. But Porter gets back in town. He's penniless, and his wife had left him. 
Oh, great. So Joseph Smith sets him up with a job. He built a bar in his mansion house uh, because they would have meetings there and stuff. But as soon as Joseph's wife uh, gets back from town, she's none too pleased, and the bar was shut down immediately. Ah. Uh. But uh, Joseph gifted Porter the property next door to build the pub in pub slash in barbershop. So what? now he's in business. Pub slash in barbershop? Yep. So come in, get a shave and a haircut while doing shots of whiskey and... Two bits. F- and then fall asleep in the chair? Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Promised Land in Nauvoo was kind of short-lived. Uh, this time the trouble came from ex-members who were excommunicated. They call them the X-Men. Mm-hmm. You actually go outside in these things? What would you prefer? Yellow spandex? These were the Law Brothers and the Higby Brothers. Uh, they start up a newspaper to expose Joseph Smith as a false prophet. Joseph Smith has the press destroyed, which Porter helps out with. There's a lot of printing press violence in these episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot easier back then instead of going from person to person and slapping their phones out of their hands or nowadays. Or, or yeah, well, that's a lot more satisfying, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Joseph was taken to the town of Carthage to receive an impartial trial. For the press destruction, uh, Joseph tells Porter to stay behind, even though he was the personal bodyguard. Uh, Joseph even wrote a letter to Porter from Carthage, telling him again, "Do not come here; you'll be killed." Oh shit! Which is good advice, actually. Yeah, because guess what happens in Carthage? <laughs> <laughs> he gets killed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Citizens storm the jail and kill Joseph Smith. They just kind of shoot him right at the uh, at the uh, jail cell door there. Uh, that day, Porter has a bad feeling and leaves Nauvoo, but it was too late. He meets a fellow Mormon on the road riding the other direction. He couldn't stop very long because he was being pursued by a mob, too. Oh, shit. Kind of galloped past saying, they killed him, they killed him. Oh, no. <laughs> You being chased by a mob, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, me too. All right, man. Good talk. I got to go. I just got to run the both mobs into each other. And there you go. Some gangs in fu- New York shit. I was going to say, fucking... some, fu- some fucking like, uh, 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 Braveheart fucking yep. action going on. But the mob catches up with them, and Porter shoots two of them. Yeah, this baby. This kind of causes the mob to turn around. <laughs> yeah. Take your mob and fuck off. Did he have the 24-shot fucking pepper gun? No, he probably at this point, uh, uh, he's fond of carrying uh, 38 caliber Colt uh, navies. Uh, and a lot oh, of times, yeah. uh, he's kind of known for, like, chopping the barrels down and cutting off the trigger guards so he can just, like, stash, like, a bunch of them all over his body. Yeah. So, like, f- yeah. like fucking uh, uh, Blackbeard, just like guns. Yeah, kind of like that, only yeah, with revolvers and... I don't know about the if, well. I suppose since you got to cock them every time you fire, having a trigger guard isn't that important on those because otherwise you shoot your dick off. Sure, but know? it sounds cool. Yeah. So obviously he vows revenge for the death of his friend there. Um, oh, he, he wasn't didn't done. Go, re- he wasn't done revenging. Yeah, but he did wait about a year though. He gets a gets a chance. Uh, he was out giving out aid to mob attacks one night. When a man came racing towards him on horseback, it was the local sheriff who deputized him on the spot yeah. and said, you got to protect me. These Carthage uh, Greys, uh, which were the kind of the town militia, are after me. 
Oh, shit. Um, Aliens are real. Those were the same ones that were asked to protect Joseph Smith in jail cell and let the mob in. Oh, <laughs> fucking bastards. Uh, just then, the mob appeared at the top of the hill. Porter aimed and shot the leader and killed him. That was Frank Worrell, the leader of the mob slash militia. There's <laughs> one gray, way to deal with it. <laughs> yep. Gray's kind of collect him up and return. Uh, Porter went back to Nauvoo and along the way killed two more men of the mob that were attacking Mormons. By killing Worrell, at least satisfied the blood oath that he had. So it's nice to satisfy a blood oath. Yeah, you always want to try to satisfy your blood oath. Always. <laughs> we've all, On this podcast, we've always said that. Always yep. satisfy your blood oath. Your blood oath. Always. <laughs> we should start ma- taking more blood oaths. <laughs> like, shit, uh, what's a good blood oath, you know, like... It's anything against Burger King. Hello, Burger King employees. Today, we're going to introduce you to an exciting new menu item, grilled dogs. What up, though? You know me, Snoop D-O-double-G, live and direct from the BK. Today, we're training y'all about the newest menu item, grilled dogs. Hot dogs grilled to perfection. Break out the burners, because we grilling this dog my way. Bikinis, martinis, zucchinis. Yeah, you know the rest. Where my dogs at? You see this bun? All fluffy and whatnot. Topping so fresh and so clean. So fresh and so green. Burger King is doing his thing. DJ, grill that. This is how it's done. You can top this dog with ketchup, mustard, your relishes. You know relishes ain't nothing but chopped up pickles. Let's fire it up. Remember the name, Grilled Dogs. The Whopper of hot dogs. It's the business like me. Snoopy Deagle Double G. One love from the LBC to the BK, baby. Miles City. Yeah. Oh, Miles City's definitely a blood oath. (laughs) Yep. Fuck you, Miles City. And also Nelson Miles. (laughs) Cauliflower. I have a blood oath against cauliflower. I hate how it tries to be everything. It's like, tries to be chicken wings. It tries to be fucking mashed potatoes. Fuck you. And all it is 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 farty smelling zombie broccoli. Farty zombie broccoli. Exactly. Yeah. It's been said before. We'll say it again. Fuck you, Miles City. Fuck you, cauliflower. <laughs> Fuck you, Burger King. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys about this time in Miles City where... Uh, oh, Bo just got home two days ago, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing too exciting happened in Miles City, but God damn it, they still drive like shit over there. Just just like shit. Everybody 20 miles drives an like hour? shit. Yeah. 20 miles an hour and uh, just veering over the line. Like, you know, I'd expect to see this kind of driving at, like, you know, midnight or whenever the bars are kind of getting out. But, I mean, this was, like, 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> and I hope not everybody's drunk or something, but holy shit. It's just, know. it's a minefield of crap driving every time in Mall City. But that, they just need to legalize weed. Weirdest. Yeah. They, uh, be fine. They, they actually are. Uh, Montana's got legal weed on the way. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's oh. on par with Oregon though, where they legalize fucking, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sorry, well, de- decriminalize everything. 
Well, me, me and my brother-in-law were talking like, ooh, you know what we do is we just, you know, because there's that little town of... Um, Weibo? Yeah, Weibo. Just set up a fucking weed shop in Weibo. And you'd only really have to open up on the weekends, you know? Yeah. And just there'd be a solid stream of trucks coming from Dickinson like all weekend long. Well, we do that, and then, and then uh, you know, then we buy the buy the whole town of Dick Shooter in Idaho, and we're set. Right <laughs> there, you go. And Teddy Roosevelt was in a bar fight there too. So there yep. you go. In Miles City, yeah, Weibo. he knocked out. Oh, Weibo! He, in Weibo, he knocked out a fucking guy that was like shooting up the bar and shit, and called him like, "Oh, four eyes will get my drinks or whatever." And so. Teddy Roosevelt said to himself, "Like, well, if I bust, I bust," and knocked the fucking oh, it was that time? Ass. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about time. that. And then they put you all know, got him on a train the next day, and the guy got out of town. So that was Weibo. But yeah, that's going to be the hot commodity. Whoever sets up a dispensary in Weibo, which is the closest town on the interstate to the North Dakota. Side. No, you, you you go to you go to Weibo and you fucking set up a weed shop and you call it Weeaboo. And oh. you fucking sell like uh, waifu pillows and and like anime garbage. They don't they don't know what those those are in that exactly. That's why you that do it neck of the woods. Oh god, if if they got introduced to like fucking hentai and shit. Oh fuck me, like, dude. Like all these oil rig workers and cowboys and shit with like like you say like waifu pillows. Yeah. Oh, that's the downfall of American society right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Jesus. a fun thought experiment. Keep an eye, keep an eyeball out for Weibo, Montana. Yep. <laughs> we gotta save anyway. all our money for leather faces, house of pancakes. Anyway, yeah. That's well, right. I mean, that's gonna be a dick shooter that, for sure. Well, well, that could no. Well, the first one could be adjacent to the weed store and the little hotel where you go get baked, and then you just go get your fish and chips, and you know you get all baked, and you go get your fish and chips and your fish pancakes and chips and, and pancakes and yeah, fucking malt vinegar yeah. syrup. Yep. Oh God. <laughs> it's just vault malt vinegar, but it's really thick. Anyway, so we've killed Joseph Smith, and now Parker's. Oh, oh, we didn't do that. It just happened. Porter, it just happened. But like, it, yeah. But now Porter is ice and fuel. Ice and fuels. Ice and fools. So it's uh, now time to get the fuck out of Navu. Uh, but it takes a little while. Um, Initially, the refugees go to Winter Quarters, Nebraska. The mm. uh, poorer uh, Latter-day Saints have to stay behind, and they were still being attacked by the locals there. Wow, God the fucking it. capitalist bullshit fucking rides on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porter was serving as a messenger between uh, Brigham Young and the poor people back home. It was Brigham's idea for Porter to go back and get arrested for the murder of Worrell to take the pressure off the Mormons that are still stuck back in Illinois. Uh, uh, Brigham said he would give him a good lawyer. So as a faithful member of the church, uh, he gets arrested. (laughs) Uh, Word was sent back that Porter was uh, uh, coming back and Porter goes back into town and is uh, looking for opportunity to cause trouble. So he finds an old enemy in town and starts firing over his head. Jesus. Then he locks himself up in a boarding room uh, and has a standoff. Finally, after three hours, Porter gives up, and he's arrested again and taken to prison. Fuck. So this guy's dedicated to the church for sure. Absolutely. And jail uh, por- as well. Mm-hmm. Porter was taken to prison. Uh, he's assigned a lawyer who happened to be the same lawyer that his wife used against him during the divorce. 
<laughs> really? Yep. Oh, no. So he spends oh, four no. months awaiting trial. This time he God wanted it. it to drag out, though. Uh, the more Porter was in the paper, the less the, the poor saints were being harassed. Gotcha. Um, Porter was deemed innocent by virtue of self-defense, though. Wow. Uh, when he gets back to winter quarters, he learns of Brigham Young's plan of uh, moving out west. Uh, this is uh, newly claimed Mexico uh, land from Mexico from the Mexican-American War. Right. Uh, Brigham asked Porter to be the lead scout and hunter for the party to find a new place, even though it's also rumored that uh, Jim Bridger was the one that told him about the Salt Lake Valley and that said it would be a good place to to settle in. <laughs> really? Was he, like, pl- playing a joke on him? Like, oh, it's all the water you can drink. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. It's lovely out there, you stupid fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Indians have to eat crickets most of the time. <laughs> Shit. Uh, along the way, he has a conversation with a, a fellow traveler. Uh, Porter had heard that shooting a buffalo between the eyes would not kill him. <laughs> the There's... fuck kind of wise tale is that shit? Uh, the skull and hide were too thick. Well, he, uh-huh. yeah, it sounds like he actually did it and went like, oh, fuck, it's not dead. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay, he learned it the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep, the bull shook it off and chased Porter back to the wagon train where somebody else shot it. But he does try to shoot a buffalo in between the eyes with a rifle. Uh, did not kill it. God well, damn. Of course, this is before they came out with the fucking, what's known as the colloquial buffalo gun, the, the fucking sharps. Yeah, yeah it's like, the gun uh, that, what, shoots, what that shoots like, buffaloes well, out of it. Yes, no. But like the one we were talking about, you know, Quanta Parker, like Adobe Walls, where they're shooting mm-hmm. dudes like a mile away. Yeah, those, you can shoot a buffalo in the face and it'll definitely drop it. But Sure. Ab- about this time frame, you know, Parker was probably using an old Hawken. Which technically, I mean, it's fifty-four caliber. You should be able to kill one with it, but you know, depends on how much powder you put in it. But whatever. Well, as you I know, mean, he doesn't overpowder anything. Yes. If, if he would have loaded that fucking grape shot thing, or uh, whatever the fuck it's called, grape, pepper box, pepper box. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I almost exactly. said gr- grape nut thing. Oh, God. I'm going to shoot <laughs> grape nuts. Some... <laughs> that would that would kill people faster than a gun. Yeah. It's like shooting grape yeah. nuts into their mouth. I just ah! want to load... No, you like load load shotgun shells with it and use it for riot control purposes. Sure. Like ro- like rock salt, but it's just fucking grape nuts. Actually, grape nuts would probably Fiber. kill you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, quicker than fucking salt would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit. Sure. Grape nuts are indestructible. Your body can't even break them down. Yeah, well, neither, yeah, your teeth, your body, like it starts with the chewing process, which is indeed a process. I will say this. Li- living in a fifth-wheel trailer in Shelton by myself for, like, about a year, I uh, I got really uh, 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 creative with food. And uh, uh-huh. it was a point when I was smoking a lot of weed. And I definitely, like, for a, a hot, like, month, I was just, like, scooping peanut butter with a knife, like a little bit of peanut butter, and then you dip it in a box of fucking grape nuts and why, eat that. Oh, man. Why was- were you... Using your limited money to buy fucking grape nuts. Oh, I didn't buy them. They were just there. My mom had a a bunch of fucking like back stock. That's what that was my spam years. That was when like spam is fucking amazing. But I depleted all of it because it's great. Oh, and then I it was like peanut butter and fucking grape nuts because they last forever. I guess yeah, gross. 
I, uh, Grape Nuts is admonishing me to, you should try it hot. <laughs> no, I'm assuming, no, thank you. Well, like which, like it's a, supposed to be I, cream of wheat? Well, that's what I'm saying. At least if you boil it, you might be able to chew it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. They, oh, man, they, they made some s'more Grape Nuts. What? Okay, okay, this is crazy on the Grape Nuts, uh, no, Grape, grape Nuts by Post uh, official which, website. Which also is like the one of the weirdest fucking names for a cereal of all time. Yeah, because there are no grapes and no nuts in it. No. Ooh, ooh, it's got flash animation. Okay, so there's serving suggestions. First of all, there's one that's full of, <laughs> like, berries and what looks like, I don't know, if those like persimmons or are they little yellow tomatoes? I don't know what the fuck it is. But there's, like, berries with the sticks still holding them together. Mm. Or like, you know, or maybe they're small grapes. I don't know. It's like, you know, like yeah, it's they're a called, cluster of grapes. It's a cluster of cherries. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. These look smaller. They're weird. They're, like, buffalo berries. Or, they're probably fucking huckleberries or some shit. I don't know. But they just have, like, the part you don't eat, like, thrown into your cereal. And then there's <laughs> another one that's just full of, like, s'more shit. So it's just chocolate and graham crackers and marshmallows on a pile of grape nuts. What the fuck? And one just has other, broken glass. And the other one, <laughs> right. uh, the other one, uh, uh, other one does appear to be your fucking peanut butter on a pile of grape nuts that then has what looks like uh, strawberries and possibly like dates in it. Man, they are trying fucking you, hard. You to get, get you fucked to eat with those shit. dates. Get out of here with that shit. Yeah, man. Oh, Apparently, they've been around since 1897. Grape nuts? Uh, that's what this Grape Nuts website's claiming. Uh, you know what we need to do on, okay, the spinoff podcast? Yeah. Grape nuts. Oh, fucking devil, the devil's, what would you call it, the devil's dog food or the devil's <laughs> fucking, like, Yeah. Yes. Devil's dog food. That's good. Not fit for gizzards. Like... Class four abrasive industrial scouring material. Yeah, the grape nuts is basically like you put them in a hopper and fucking like like sandblast a sand you know paint off a boat or something. Well, like grape nuts is like you took a bunch of corpses, pulled all their teeth, ground them up into like BB sized chunks, and then tried to chew them with your own teeth. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> substance that's hard as tooth enamel <laughs> that you're trying to chew with your tooth enamel. Yes, but it also lightly tastes of kind of the earth. Like dirt and like flower products. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. This has been uh this dissertation has been brought to you by Post Grape Nuts. Fuck <laughs> them. And for some reason, RoadsideAmerica.com. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Tired of the same meal of buffalo steak and dried maize? Ah, Blue Moccasin Food Delivery Service, brought to you by the United States government. Since you've been forced onto reservations and the white men have driven all the buffalo from your ancient hunting grounds, all your meat choices today have been bleh. Try our rancid salt pork with maggot-filled Civil War-era hardtack, or our starved cow gristle stew with cutworm-infested turnips, or our fricassee dog with braised crow liver. Subscribe now and receive a free smallpox blanket. Limited availability due to corruption of local reservation agents. Join Blue Moccasin today. Yeah. Anyway, 
leads the Mormons into Salt Lake City. Uh... He does a lot of assignments for Brigham Young over the years, uh, including exploring the whole valley, helping all the other wagon trains in, going all the way back to Nebraska there and taking everybody back. Uh, he took uh, gifts and made friends with the local area natives, which yeah. he kind of remained on somewhat friendly terms with, at least for a white guy. Oof. Uh, he remarries, too, at the time and becomes a deputy sheriff. That was a job he kept until his death. He also becomes a rancher and a businessman and had contracts to carry the mail. Brigham sends Rockwell to San Diego to fetch the Mormon battalion who were done fighting in the Mexican-American War. Uh, Brigham was paid their wages and he used that money to move to Utah. So that is how the Mormons got to Utah. He was paid their uh, wages? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh some of the guys didn't go back to Salt Lake City. Some of the men go, go up to the Goldfields, California. So this is 1849. Right. Uh, Porter was supposed to collect all their tithings, too. But a man named Brannon was supposed to collect them for the church. Uh, but he, uh, when he was asked for the tithings, he said, as soon as I Steve get a receipt. Steve Brannon. <laughs> asshole. Uh, that, that was the name of our principal in, in Trinity High School, so... <laughs> he wasn't well received in, in heaven no uh so he gets a re- uh he said as soon as i get a receipt from god i'll give you the money <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> so basically the brandon guy keeps the money uh porter tries to go to work in the gold field to get some money um but he found out that probably wouldn't make you rich so he opens a bar this is the other thing about Porter too. He did did drink a little bit, not to not know, to excess, but well, yeah, comedically yeah. levels. Well, but, I mean, what what do yeah. they call that? They have like the Mormons have a special whiskey, like what is it, like High Country Tan or whatever the hell it is. They have like there's like Mormon whiskey, really. That yeah, let me look it up. Actually, like I think it was like Mark Twain did like a review on it. Like Mark Twain, Mark Twain. No, like the other fucking Mark Twain. I, I thought maybe there was a YouTube user named Mark Twain or some shit. I'm sure there is, but no, there probably is. But oh, it's called yeah, Valley Valley Tan. Valley Tan. It's a Valley Tan. Yeah, it's a, a aged whiskey made from Utah oats. Named oh wait, that's the modern shit. I don't know. There there's a whiskey currently that they make that uh that they call Valley Tan, but it's named in honor of the Mormon one. But yeah, apparently Mark Twain. Uh, talked about it in his 1872 work, Roughing It. I don't know what he said, but... <laughs> that that uh, sounds like a fucking erotic fan fiction. Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it like the uh, Beaver Caster? Uh, oh, my God. What earlier? the fuck, man? Oh, I actually read that what? shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we might even like put a link to that in the fucking show notes on this, because that's amazing. Well, beaver caster is also used in artificial strawberry flavoring, you know. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. In a lot of a lot of stuff that you don't want it to be in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. But, like, there, there's I, just, like, a, a straight-up, like, liqueur with a beaver gland, like, floating in the fucking bottom of the... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, should try to make some of that ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, mm. I know where there's beavers in North... Eastern Washington. Yeah, let's go slaughter that, some bees and make some, can, make some booze. Slaughter some bees. Yeah. You bet. 
Anyway, he opens a bar and a couple hotels in the Goldfields, which were an instant success. He announced a new keg of whiskey by bugling. Nice. Uh, uh, One day, Porter won a shooting contest. So his competitor competitor gets angry at him, then drunk on Porter's whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) And then he starts telling everybody who Porter really was. He wasn't James Brown. He was fucking the... uh, Assassin of the Mormons. Hey! You know the hardest working man in Mormonism? He's actually another guy. He's fucking Joseph Smith's destroying angel. Does that sound like somebody you want? Hanging around? I don't think so. So this was dangerous because Governor Boggs was also living in California at the time. Oh, what the fuck? He just followed him around? (laughs) God damn. Fucking asking for it. Mm -hmm. I flew to California just so I could have 48 beers. (laughs) So Porter packs up and goes home. Uh, He convinces a lot of the Mormon miners to return with them and donate all their gold to the church. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1855, Colonel Edward Jenner Steptoe. That's a great name. Steptoe has, he actually has a, uh, there's a state park in eastern Washington by Pullman named Steptoe Butte. Really? Mm -hmm. I wonder what his ancestors used to do. Dance poorly. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So he was tasked in finding a better route to Carson Valley in California there. So he has Porter guide him. So he's back in California a few years later. Uh, he visited his old haunts there. There he met with Agnes Smith, who is a widow of Don Carlos Smith, who is a brother of Joseph Smith. She had just lost her hair to about a typhoid fever. Oh. So Porter cuts off his hair and donates it for a wig for her. Is this the like invention of punk? Is that what I'm is that what we're doing today? <laughs> I'm just picturing like yeah, So she rolled lady. with it. You can have my hair. It's all full of cockleburrs and shit yeah, from right, the, right. the, 80, the 80 trips to and from Nebraska and <laughs> totally. Debu and, you know. So after that, after he has short hair, he has to go into hiding because oh, those, God. Uh, he lost his power there. Yeah, you're kicked out of the hippie commune. Fuck you. Right. Uh, 1857, President James Buchanan was under pressure to replace Brigham Young because he was governor of Utah at the time. And public sentiment was against the Mormons, um, mostly from the polygamy, uh, or the feeling that Utah was a theocracy, which it was if you have your leader of your church also the government. Yeah, that's that's my fucking problem. Like, fuck whoever you want. Marry whoever you want. But, like, no. Your church ain't running the fucking show here. Well, yeah, I I do like the... uh what? How dare you marry more people? You know, that's immoral. Let me send in the army to kill you and show you. Yeah. Oh, moral that, yeah. Totally. Fucking crazy. So President Buchanan puts Alfred Cumming in charge as new governor, but he doesn't bother to tell Brigham Young, and he sends along with him 2,500 troops. Uh, Porter learns about this while out delivering mail to Fort Laramie, though. (laughs) Alfred is coming. mm -hmm. So Porter and the Nauvoo Legion... Uh, harassed uh, the train coming. It's Harris. The Mormon War harassed or harassed? It's, it's Harris. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, same thing. So they stampede off horses and set fire around the trail. 
but no direct attacks on the army. But it keeps the army uh, from getting to Utah for a whole year. Jesus <clears> Christ. <throat> basically, it was bad weather and bad uh, bad supplies, too. Right. We, we've kind of talked about that shit, too, because it's like, um, was that like after Mountain Meadows, they wanted to send in the army, but it took them forever to get there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, actually, I think that was about right at the same time. Yeah. I can't oh, this, remember which yeah. came first, but. This is definitely around the same time. Because uh, that kind of shit was happening. Basically, I don't even think Buchanan was really planning on, like, super into, like, attacking or anything. He just wanted... Wanted to make Utah, sure they handed well, over wanted, power. Right, he wanted to make sure Utah remained part of the United States. Is about what it wanted, but... But the Mormons are like, they're coming to wipe us out! Which, once again, they have good reason to believe shit like that, because that's exactly what happened to them everywhere else they lived. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, they march into an empty Salt Lake City, but uh, peace was negotiated. Uh, but the first real encounter was September 1857 near South Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. The militia torched the grass and stampeded the cattle. Then the Mormons made it to Fort Bridger and burned it to the ground so they couldn't take refuge there during the winter. And, of course, Jim Bridger was the one that told them about the Salt Lake Valley, mm-hmm. which was nice of them. Fucking ruining his fort. Can't have anything nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porter managed to steal some of their mules. Uh, Porter thought it was uh, enough of the rest, and he was far, far enough away, so he rested the mules and the horses. Uh, but the army mule master blew the bugle. Oh, no. Which meant the mules, or the mules were going to get fed, so the mules start heading back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the Mormon's horses followed. <laughs> awesome. So that leaves Porter and his men on foot. Uh, he does meet up with some other Nauvoo Legion troops and lent them some horses so they could steal back theirs. Uh, but Porter got so skilled at sneaking into the Army's camp that he would overhear conversations and gain intelligence that way. Damn. Nice. He was like Soundwave. Like a big, hairy, smelly sound wave. <laughs> Transform into a tape recorder and... Bu- bunch of bullet holes yeah. in his jacket. So just outside Salt Lake City, uh, uh, the new governor, governor Cummings, was invited to meet with Brigham Young. Uh, Porter was the guy driving the governor's carriage. Uh, they would stop. They stopped at Echo Canyon just east of Salt Lake City. Uh so it's night now, so a few of the Nauvoo Legion lit fires and made ruckus to make their numbers seem like there were more of them. And they would move down the canyon to light more campfires to seem like there were more of them. They'd kind of do this all the way down the valley. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. Uh, Throw hellacious parties. Uh, when they get there, uh, you know, peace was negotiated. Uh, as long as the Army agreed not to occupy or build a fort near Salt Lake City, which they did. Darn. Oh, they they fucking looking forward for good war, but it didn't quite come. They they fucked over another treaty, and Echo Canyon is actually the original name for it was Echo Echo Canyon Canyon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also a part of the reason the way the uh, the army kind of uh, was willing to negotiate and not fuck around is uh, you know this is pre Civil War ish, but uh, there was a good chance shit was going to go south with the South. So why would you give a fuck about Utah when you might have to? Right, I, we got we got bigger know. shit on the fucking horizon. Yeah. All right. 
So, uh, hearing that there's an army in town, a uh, guy named John, actually John and Tom Aiken, they knew move up from California. Uh, they want to find the army and fleece them by gambling and opening up a brothel right there in, in uh, good old Zion in Salt Lake City. I, I guess the gambling would be fleecing, but uh, the brothel, like, ha ha, tricked ya. Tricked into ya. Ha- into having sex for money. <laughs> right. Yep, that's why <laughs> I'm here. It would be fleecing if they would have fucking sheep. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure, sure. Oh, glory hole. Yep. <laughs> S- strap a sheep to the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, they get to Utah before the army does, and with all their talk of joining the army, they are arrested as spies. Uh, They're given to Porter to escort them back to California. Uh, Allegedly, two were killed in the wilderness, two more killed shortly after getting back to Salt Lake City. Uh, Gentile papers accused the Mormons of murder and robbing the swindlers out of $25,000 in gold. It's called Uh, a free market, bitch. Get with the fucking times. (laughs) Uh, but finally, story, uh, finally, the story died down. But Portland uh, Porter never discussed this. And no charges were ever brought up against him until 1877, after John D. Lee was convicted and executed for the Mountain Meadows massacre. Right. The federal authorities decided to op- reopen that case. Uh, 1877 charges were brought up uh, against Porter and Brigham Young on the murders. Uh, Rockwell didn't say much for his defense. All you would say is, quote, all is wheat, all is wheat. Right. Which, oh, which wait- meant is all is fine. <laughs> I was waiting for the wheat. Because, yeah, all wheat, is wheat? Yeah, wheat is his fucking catchphrase. Which apparently it wasn't just him, but like. That's like bully for. Kind of. Well, the way I figure is, you know how I do the hoo ah shit because of the yeah. army? Yeah. I yeah. think wheat's kind of hoo ah. Okay. Like, Wheats. Yeah. Wheat. Fucking wheat. Sounds like he has fucking, <laughs> like, uh, uh, Tourette's or something. Damn, these fish sticks are hard as Kind of. I'm going to try to remember to start using that in polite conversation from now on, though, and Wait. Confu- confuse the Wait. shit out of people. Yep. Show up. Uh, Hello, miss. I'd like uh, chicken, fried steak, chicken fried steak and eggs uh, with uh, sunny side up with sourdough toast. Uh, is that all? Wait. You know. <laughs> Wait. It's all wheat. It's all wheat today. Yep. Yeah, we got to yell it like the Sega guy yep. as much as you can. <laughs> Shit, fuck, piss, wheat, dig out! We should make a shirt with a guy standing in a cornfield saying, all is wheat. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 1877, Brigham Young dies. Aww. In 1878, Porter would die too. Aww. So they kind of take their secrets to the grave. Yet they still have a trial in 1878 with a guy named Sylvanus Collette. As the defendant. Is he from uh, Hogwarts or what? He's from New Zealand. Yeah. It's Tony Collette's fucking uh, great-great-grandfather. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was let off due to lack of evidence. <laughs> so the true story is not known about uh, those people trying to start a brothel. I, you know, I'm going to go ahead out on a limb and say, yeah, they were probably pretty efficiently killed by the Mormons. Because at that time, uh, the Mormons weren't having a lot of uh, what they call Gentiles. In their area, corrupting shit without uh, some pretty severe repercussions, usually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, while the army was at Camp Floyd, uh, which they kind of built uh, further south out of town there, uh, Porter had to go out there on some business. 
The night before he arrived, the whorehouse and camp burned down. Oh, no. So the soldiers blamed Porter. Fuck. <laughs> How dare you? in the next day and was quickly surrounded by angry and horny soldiers. <laughs> oh, no. That totally reminds me of the goddamn RoboCop dick shooting. Exactly. So many, so many rapists. Just so many rapists. Yeah, just Porter Wagner. Or Porter Wagner, Jesus. Uh, p- p- Porter Rockwell just shooting off dicks. Like RoboCop in the in that RoboCop thing. The RoboCop remake, yeah. Yeah, RoboCop. Yeah. But now it's just like Union soldiers like, yeah, Jesus. We need to shoot. We need to film that. The blue ball army. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he pulls his pistols on the soldiers and says, if any of you lay hands on me, you won't leave Utah alive. Well, he's pretty straightforward. Which is almost as bad of a, a threat as you won't leave Utah. Or you're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Late for class. Forgot your books. Your cat was eaten by your dog. Your dog was eaten by a grizzly bear. Mackenzie broke up with you after a three-month relationship. Boy, have you had a day. New from Bronson Swagger, the makers of the first American scotch comes child's play. The first whiskey for kids. With fun flavors like black bean, goat milk, New England blue crab, grape, many, many more. And it's only 50 proof. Go ahead and have that third glass. So unwind and leave your troubles behind, cause it's playtime. Child's play from Bronson Swagger. Bronson Swagger. It's good. So at times, Porter was hired as a special agent on coach lines to protect him. Basically riding shotgun. Literally. Uh, mm-hmm. Porter was waiting at Faust Station for the stage and noticed it coming down the pass rather quickly. Uh, the driver stopped and told Porter how he stopped for a dead man in the middle of the road. Uh, when the driver went to check on the dead body, it came to life magically with a pistol in his hand. Oh, fuck. And robbed the driver of uh, 40000 uh in gold. So before this guy got robbed by some kind of shit, like uh, Tony's daughter would kind of pull. Mm-hmm. Pretend like she's sleeping or something, and then like you know, ha yeah. <laughs> so Porter takes the responsibility of finding the robber. He finds the trail and finds the robber and overtook him, and takes him back to the ranch at Governor Creek, at Government Creek. Having not slept in a while, he gave the chore of guarding the robber to his ranch foreman, Hat Shirtliff. What the fuck was that guy's name? <laughs> Hat Hat Shirtliff. <laughs> Why is it just Hat Shirtpants? Anyway, uh, Hat Shirtliff falls asleep too <laughs> while he's guarding him. Oh, God damn it. Come on, Hat. Porter awakes to a ruckus and then fires a shot into the dark as the guy's escaping. Uh, they lit a lantern but didn't find the robber. Uh, a few days later, uh, Porter takes the gold back to Wells Fargo in Salt Lake. Then a week later, a telegram comes in from the Fort Bridger area claiming that Porter robbed the robber and kept the gold from himself. Jesus. <laughs> Shortly after that uh, man, the robber, was discovered shot to death along the telegraph line. Uh, so it appears Porter brought the robber to justice after all. So 
evidently he went up to Fort Bridger, found the guy and shot him. As you do. <laughs> sure. Kind of Hugh Glass and his guy, like hunt him down after a long trail. Uh, Colonel Connor of Connor's Battlefield by Andy Salser. He solicited the help of Rockwell. Um, some Shoshone attacked some settlers. This was the Bear River Massacre. Uh, Shirley Porter participated in some of the fighting, but as the battle drug on, uh, Porter left to go see some nearby Mormons and asked for sleighs and wagons to help carry off the wounded. Ask for slaves and wagons? Sleighs. Sleighs. Oh, sleighs and wagons. Okay, cool. Mormons didn't have slaves. That's what I thought. That's why I was like, what the fuck? So Connor was anti-Mormon, but he gave all the credit to Rockwell as responsible for saving many of the men's lives, and they become good friends. Yay. Uh, one night, a friend of Porter's, uh, John Pinion. Well, I'm just like kind of looking at the uh, looking at the Bear River Massacre. Holy shit, we're going to have to cover this one one of those days. That's horrific. Will do. I like the horrific ones. Did you know that it was in uh, uh, southeastern Washington Territory at the time? Whoa, really? So Idaho? Yep. So one night, a friend of Porter's named John Binion, his horse was stolen. Uh, Porter, Binion, and his son go looking for it. Uh, They go to Camp Floyd and find that an outlaw named Lot Huntington had ridden through on the stolen horse. That's a fake name. (laughs) Lot Huntington. Lot Huntington. They rode through the night to get to Faust Station. They surrounded it, and at dawn, when old man Faust came out to throw out the dishwater, uh, they told him the people inside that they were under arrest for horse thieving. Uh, So Faust goes in and tells the guys, hey, you're under arrest, come out. (laughs) Two come out with their hands up, but Lot Huntington comes out with the pistol in hand, (laughs) threatening to kill Porter if he didn't let him go away. We all have fun with that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Lot was hiding behind his horse, but on leading him out, the horse bumped its nose on the corral and reared just enough for the porter to get off a shot and shot him right through the heart, not through the horse. (laughs) Shot him through the heart, not the horse. (laughs) Shot him right through the horse. He won't Uh, be a problem anymore. Porter took the body and the other two back where they're, uh, and later the other two were shot trying to escape too. In 1861, Frank Carrick had some mules stolen. He had a business hauling freight between Sacramento and Salt Lake City. So he tried to track him down, but gave up after 40 miles. So he goes back to camp and secretly buries $15,000 in gold at the camp, not trusting the, his men, and rode off to Salt Lake City to get some help. And, of course, he gets Porter, because anytime you ask for help, you get Porter. Right. Uh, Carrick took Porter to the where he lost the trail, and by sunset the next day, they caught up with the rustlers and snuck up on them while they were around a campfire and took them, took them in. Uh, they turned them into the local sheriff. Uh, Carrick took per, uh, Porter back to where he buried the gold and counted out $500 and gave it to Porter. Nice. And Porter said, son, you better keep it. I have more than you. <laughs> Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrick insisted, though. Uh, two weeks later, uh, packages arrived from California from Carrick. A finely tooled saddle and a gallon of California's foulness whiskey. Ooh, thanks, Amazon Prime. Yeah. 
So basically, Porter was the guy to bring him young when set out if anybody needed any help. Porter owned a number of ranches. For one, he hired a young man named Goodmanson. Uh, late one night, he heard uh, some shouting outside the cabin, telling them to let him in. Since he was young and naive, he poked his head out and yelled, Come on in, I got some coffee on. And the next thing he knew, he was getting shot at. Fuck. <laughs> we got drugs and alcohol in here. <laughs> <laughs> So the outlaws uh, steal a lot of Porter's horses. Uh, when Porter arrived the next day, Goodmanson told him about the night before, and Porter said, you fool, you shoot first, and then invite them in. That way you know if they're <laughs> armed or not. Whoever's left, let them in. Fool. Uh, so Porter takes off after him, and many hours later returned. Goodmanson asked Mr. Uh, asked, Mr. Rockwell, where are all the horse thieves? Porter said, uh, last time I saw them, they were face down in a wash. Damn. Nice. Porter was confronted on Main Street in Lehigh one day by an outlaw that wanted to draw. His name was Lorne Dibble. <laughs> What's up with these fucking names? <laughs> yeah, terrible. Lorne uh, Dibble? Yep. Porter was not impressed as Dibble shot at Porter, missing all of the shots and emptying his pistol. Uh, after that, Porter took shots at... Uh, Dibble there at his feet, making him dance. Then shook that, him like that a That shit's dial. real. Of course, it is real. <laughs> Whoa! Like I, like I said, my my Wild West fucking like uh, shit I learned from childhood was from like Back to the Future Three. Yeah, but and that's not even the first time we've talked about that on this show. I just I I always forget like it's a real thing that people do. Oh yeah, dance. <laughs> So he grabs him and shouts, if it wasn't for the fact that I knew who your father really was, I'd have killed you. Then threw him to the ground. So this cryptic statement led some people to conjecture that Dibble was a son of Joseph Smith by uh, plural marriage. Uh Mm. Uh, This added to the legend that Porter couldn't be killed as long as he had long hair. So there's stories that just bullets would fall out of his coat. Whatever, dude. He cut his hair him. off at one point, and he didn't die. Well, he, had, he had to go to hunt and hide. because he quarantined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quarantined for two years. Until I had long hair, quote unquote, which, what? how long is long hair? Long enough, man. Why you gotta ask questions of the prophet, man? <laughs> <laughs> he's the one with the gold records. <laughs> oh, he's the first gold record. So one time a group of California gunslingers were talking. They decided to wager whatever they had. They kind of threw it into a pot, and who would ever kill Porter would get it. Oh, Jesus. So one of them goes to Utah. Uh, He gets the jump on Porter as he rounded a corner. Uh, Porter puts up his hands, and pleased with himself, the gunslinger brags about how much money he was about to win. Uh, Porter then says, you can't kill me. You ain't got a cap in your pistol. So, of course, the outlaw looks down, and Porter threw his hand in his pocket. Pow! And he didn't even bother to pull it out of the pocket. He just shoots him through the coat and plugs the outlaw through the chest. Damn! He pretty much does the the flies open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Totally. You even got a cap in your fucking gun. Porter loved his uh, second wife, but she died at childbirth. Then, of course, the baby dies Wait, after. he married a baby and she died as soon as she was born? Yep. Uh, no, I think I have that backwards. Sorry. Uh, she died giving birth, right? 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, several, not cool. That sucks. But, you know. Several years later, he marries his housekeeper, which is convenient. Oh, that's some Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking move. Mm-hmm. They had five children together, and totally as a uh, 15 children. Fuck. And he adopted two uh, Indian children, too, because the Mormons were into that. Yeah, you got to get them laminites. That's what they call them. Laminites? I think it was laminites or lanites or something like that. Yeah. Because they thought they were another, they were like, they thought they were like, you know, the whole Mormon thing is like, the, the Jesus came to uh, talk to the native peoples after all the stuff in the Middle East. Sure, and there's a lizard and some gold plates and what, what all that crap. What the fuck are you talking about? And the Indians were like the lost tribe of the Israelites or some shit. <laughs> which was a complete surprise to the Indians. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I love the idea of like, we're going to save everyone except for the people that die before I get to them. Right. So it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, God, awesome. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, Wikipedia. Historically, Mormons have identified the Lamanites as uh, primary ancestors of the indigenous peoples of the Americas. Nothing in the Book of Mormon precludes, precludes migration to the Americas by the people of Asiatic origin. They're basically defending the idea that Lamanites could be a thing along with, you know, the Bering Land Bridge or, you know, like basically, yeah. you know, the pro proto-Indians coming from... Asia, but yeah. Ooh, they many Latter Day Saints also consider Polynesian peoples to be just just anything that's not already I love familiar, familiar to you is now a laminate. Sure, I love the LDS motherfuckers like like baptizing people after they're dead too. Is like that is fucking that's like a dick move. That is fantastic. Uh, at the Westman Islands in Iceland, there there's a little monument on a golf course and this is like in the middle of the North Atlantic and this is a tiny island too and about how the Mormons made it all the way fucking there <laughs> oh <my laughs> at one point <laughs> it's like geez you're committed to all corners of the earth I guess and then we put on the necro pants and kicked our ass back into the sea <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so after his death in 1878, Porter's estate was more than $40,000. Uh, Porter died June 8th, 1878, after a night out on the town, taking in a play and going to a bar afterward. He kind of felt ill and just dies of a heart attack. Oh, and wow. his funeral was attended by more than a thousand people. Holy shit, so really? well-liked, yeah. That's all I got. Well... Yeah, I'm glad you got around to the wheat thing because, man, that can't go unsaid, but... I didn't know that was a thing. Basically, this guy, uh, it doesn't... It is, but it isn't. Like, basically, he gets a lot of credit for being, like, actually a law enforcement officer is what it amounts to. But since it was, like, Mormon law enforcement instead of just, like, you know, he never got made, like, what, sheriff or anything, did he? He was always a deputy... Well, and he's credited all to him with saying, like, when they were trying to try him, he's like, you know, the screaming, like, I never killed anyone that didn't need to be killed. You know, that kind of shit. Sure. Was, seems like he'd constantly be getting in trouble, kind of, for shooting people. But, I mean, most of them seem to have been at least justified-ish. Maybe, maybe a tad bit trigger-happy. 
but at least he's not like um like straight tom horn like sniping people or john weston lee harden i don't know i got nothing else on the mormon terminator really <laughs> uh i got enough to work with so with that we're gonna go out of hell of gunfire like a plan of gunfire god damn it I hate that so much every time. Every time. Every single I know. time. One of these days we'll get to do this together again. It's going to be excellent. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs>